Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete. I'm Kerry Rouse, and I travel to racetracks around the U.S., where I interview members of the racing community and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. Hey, everybody. Uh, we are here with Memmo Molina, and he is uh, a friend of mine that I've met through Chris Taylor Racing, and he lives here in Austin as well as myself. And we met at uh, Eagles. Well, we met more than once, but the last time was at Eagles Canyon uh, Raceway, right in Decatur. Yeah, absolutely. I think we first met at Coda, right? Was that in one event. Yeah, the, the, earlier this year, right? Yeah, I think so. All right, man. Tell me, tell me what's going on in your world right now for racing. Like, what are you racing, and, and and who you're racing with, and what have you done so far this year, and what's what's planned for the rest of the year? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a that's a fun question because I kind of feel that I'm like everywhere right now. But mostly, I think I'm doing the whole season of the Southwest Division with ACCA, with Spec Miata, with actually with Chris, with Chris Taylor Racing. So I'm a, you could say, paid driver, you know, for uh, for Spec Miata. Uh, you rent the car, he does all the stuff for me, and then I committed to do the whole, yeah, the whole year of of all the Southwest Division races there. So getting the handle there in uh, Spec Miata Racing, uh, very fun there. And then I do a lot of uh, also track days with like my, my track other cars, my track toys. I do track days with uh with my M2. I got an M2 competition, and I go I try to go to like the big um, the big tracks, you know, like Coda and uh, uh, where you actually need like. A lot of horsepower with it so that's a one thing and then the other one which is maybe maybe more fun is i build a, a car a race car a custom race car it's an exoset and uh it's i've been building it for like maybe two years you know little by little in the garage and then i just go race it and uh, that's also track race and autocross too so i'm like all over the place like you know but i think that that's part of like what is good about it have had fun with cars you know you just um, yeah tell me again what kind of car is the one that that you built yourself in your garage it's it's an exomotive exoset so it's it's technically a kit car so they have yeah it's a company in um in atlanta uh that they do custom chassis so they have like their custom chassis if you want to go like road legal you want to just build your own car and drive it on the streets. And then they also have like more, um, you know, customizable stuff like full roll cage with all the specs for uh, for like SCCA or NASA. Uh, so they can just build it whichever roll cage you, you need. Um, you just work with them through the engine specifications and like the chassis, suspension, everything. And then, um, yeah. So mine is a, a race chassis with um, uh, Miata, 2000 Miata uh, drivetrain and engine and, and everything. 
and uh, it's 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 fun. It's just like if you want to learn about like not only driving it but also uh, building it and like the engine and transmission and suspension, it's it's a great thing. I I could actually see a lot of advantages of like doing that because. Before, well, you you know the car, right? You just start learning how to drive it and everything. But it was very hard for me to actually understand setups, like a car setup. Like, what does it, what do people mean by a car setup, right? Or like, does it actually feel different when like when you change suspension parts or like stiffen here, stiffen there, put sway bars, you know, like how to modify those things, like the camber and the type of tires. And when you actually build your car and just start like testing it out and try it out, you actually be like, oh, actually, yes, it does. I changed this and the car handles completely different. And then it's just like, I want to build more. I put more stuff and, you know, you can actually see the the evolution of the car feeling and like how you actually build a car. So it's, it's, it's pretty fun. <laughs> well, is it, how, exp- I mean, how expensive is it? Can you give me, an idea like it's cheaper than going to buy a normal car or more expensive or I would say it's kind of this I would have it more expensive to, to build to build your own, I would say, but it not not that not that much. For example, I think in my exoset I've invested maybe well invested I've I've just burned cash in that car. <laughs> so like maybe maybe twenty eight thousand, thirty thousand dollars. Okay. So and if if you want to buy a, just a Miata, you can get, like, honestly, you can get a Miata for, like, 15 grand, maybe 10 grand, right? And, of course, if you want, a, like, a race-winning car, you, you are going to go up to, like, the 35s, 40s. But I think that there's a, I, I don't know, it, it, it depends on what you like. I I like racing, and I like also that part of it. I mean, I, I'm an engineer by trade, so... It was very like a very clear transition for me to be like I like to race cars to I actually like to build them too and understand like the the, the mechanics of it so uh, and the aerodynamic and all that stuff. So, so <clears throat> what of all the setup things that you noticed changed the behavior of the car? What setup thing like made the biggest impression or or was the biggest surprise for you? Stiffen the front suspension and put camber and, and the camber of the tires. I, um, well, it's, it's actually, it's, it's a suspension, basically. The, the, the one that did the most, I was playing a lot with, like, the, the sway bars and, and like, the, the back suspension. And they actually was like, well, actually, you have to stiffen a lot the front suspension and then put a lot of camber on it. And it makes a complete difference. Uh, it was just like a, a mind, like a mind blowing moment because it's like, wow, this it completely changed the the handling, and I I can go, I can go faster to the corners, just like like and we're talking about like when I did that change, I maybe shave off like one point five seconds, and you know that that is a, a lot of a lot. Just yeah, like, that's a lot. That yeah. is a lot. Where where are you usually testing this out at? Uh, I usually go to um, Harris Hill Raceway, so it's a small track here in San Marcos. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, very family oriented, and they're like super friendly there. And uh, yeah, they have like this this events. Uh, if you know someone there, you can you can go and and run for like super super cheap. So I think it's a hundred dollars a day if you know someone. 
if not, they have like just track days, track events. But it's actually one of the most affordable. Um, yeah, yeah. I've gone with I've gone with Chris a few times, but there's even when I go with him because he has a membership and everything. I'm still paying. I think it's several hundred for like a full day uh, yes. renting the track. I mean, we don't have oh, yeah. it to ourselves. Although, what's funny about Harris Hill is you know go on a Tuesday and you may have the place to yourself, right? Or what, whatever true. day. Yeah, that's so, true. And it is, it's super nice and convenient here in Austin. So you've got the kit car, um, the M2 that you take to track days, and and then the spec Miata. Now, you you just rent that, is that correct? Yeah. I uh, for, for the racing and for everything, I, I rent. It's just like, it's way so convenient to, especially when you're like in a mindset of a like racing, which is completely different than, than the other two types of stuff. Is you just don't want you don't want to worry about you know like the long trip and like arrive like maybe two hours earlier than you should just to unload everything, set up your tent, check your tires. Uh, you, you know like there's like a whole process that needs to to make sure that the car is in shape. And even though, yes, it's a little bit more expensive to rent, it's just like so much con- convenient to rent a car than to than to do it yourself. No, but yeah, that- you know, you know, racing is a, is also like if you have the money, well, well, then then also it's a cool peer, you know, a piece yeah. of owning your own howler and do all that stuff. But I'm not there yet. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people I've talked to would say, oh, it's so much cheaper if you just buy your own car. And then I was like, yeah, but don't you have to buy your own truck and then buy your own trailer? And <laughs> yep. things add up after a while. And probably the biggest thing there is I'd still have to hire somebody to be um, prepping the car because yep. I just don't have the knowledge to do that or the time. I really want to yeah. do that. I, I really enjoy the arrive and drive type deal. Um, so it's, yeah. it's, 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 I, it's option for people out there if they're interested. Yeah. I, I actually, actually think that um, it also, especially when you're starting to do something, you don't want to commit like the whole way to actually buy your car and buy your trailer and buy everything. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of money. And even though you like, you may think that, Oh, is is wasting money. It's just like no, you're like learning if you actually want to race that category or that car. Like if you if this is like the route you want to go, as you know, like racing is like it just has so many so many different sport like uh, branches of racing. You know, you may think that you want to do spec meta, but you actually ended up doing I don't know like the the Formula Bs for example, and you actually is like oh. Well, I'm glad I didn't buy a Miata because I actually enjoy this more, right? Or, or you ended up like being like, no, actually, I just want to go fast and road racing is not for me. I thought it was gonna be. I'm gonna go like the the drag racing or stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I really think that if you're starting, you don't want to worry about anything but but your craftsmanship, you know, your racing. And your enjoyment, like, do I actually enjoy it? Like, yeah, am I improving? Am I learning? Is this what I want to commit to? And once you do that, then, well, yeah, go nuts, right? But yeah. It's, it's, it's great for, like, the like a first season, a first year. I think it's great. So how many races have you been to this 
race season already? This race season, I've done uh, two races. Unfortunately, I had to. I couldn't make one. Yeah. Got two races. What? What? Coda. So Coda and Eagles Canyon. Then, Coda, right? Coda and Eagles Canyon. Yes. I gotcha. What else do you have planned before the end of the year? So there's uh, MSR Houston. That's coming up. Like it's like yeah. within a week, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So that's a track where I got my license, and I've we've gone a couple of times there to race. Last year, last year I did actually I did B-Spec. So uh, I've run uh, B-Spec on that track, and I got my license on that track, and I've gone to uh, do track days on that track. So it's a track that I I really like. It's a fun. It's a it's a fun one to drive, and um, yeah. So I'm excited. Cool. Oh, is that the last race you're gonna have? No, there's a couple of more races. It's in the calendar. I well, they have a, they have another one in MSR Houston and on um, Labor Day. In Labor right? Day, the yeah. The summer. And then the June sprints. Are you going to the June sprints in Wisconsin? Uh, maybe. I'm. To, I I'm, I'm committed. I'm just like just need, need to make sure. You just need to coordinate with Chris and everything. Um, yeah. And in my calendar, but. I, I, I really want to go. Seat time is the best. So <laughs> have you have you get, been Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, in order to get better. Like I really want to just go as much as possible. Even if I don't qualify to like run ups or anything like that, which I'm not that good, but uh it's just fun to go and just see how you every every race you go, you improve a little bit, you know? Yeah. So have have you been to Road America before? No, that's one of the my like in my to-do list. I Man, really you, want to go to Road America. I'm going. I'll be there, but I won't be racing. But you should absolutely go. It is one of the most beautiful, really. It is one of those beautiful tracks in the U.S. And they just repaved it. I mean, it. Man, I I think you would you would love it. It's such a such a cool experience to do that and. I think it's going to be a pretty big turnout, so it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, I think that the two tracks that I want to visit eventually in my lifetime is Road America and then uh, the Nürburgring. <laughs> and that is that is like my my two tracks that I wanna I wanna put a car there. Do you you could uh, you could do you could rent cars for that, can't you? Nürburgring. I think so. Yeah, I think that you can um, go there. And they rent a car. We just have fun. Yeah. So, well, that's cool. That's, that's something I'll plan to do in a couple of years, maybe. So when when are you taking the kit car back on the track? June, I think it's June 4th or June 5th. There's a track day there. So at Harris Hill? I'm, yes, at Harris Hill. So I'm, I'm going to be there with that car. And now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test... Um, Talking about like building the car, I'm gonna test a new a new modification that I did that I removed the the brake boost because Miatas have this um, system that is called the brake boost that is um is basically it helps you brake uh with with the um, with the engine with engine power. Uh, the problem with that is that your brake pedal becomes very I don't know how to describe it. It 
you cannot really know like with the same pressure sometimes you can lock the tire and some you sometimes you cannot lock the tire and it's yeah. different the revolution of the of the of the engine yeah so it becomes no I, I mean the one thing that you need to want to have control is like braking right to not lock the tire so i was um yeah i flat spotted like two tires and i was like okay i'm done with this i need to change this with like brake balance or brake or remove them brake boost or anything so yeah i'm another modification and hopefully i can do better braking with that next time I'm... so the 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 that car does not have uh abs does it nope it doesn't have abs no rev matching nothing it's just the engine the transmission and your foot and your pedals and that's it <laughs> yeah it's uh definitely trickier but i mean i think it makes you a better driver if you can uh you can do that that's that's what I that's what I feel like you want to um you want to start with a hard one you know just to just to get the the feel of how it is uh, for example well in spec meta you also have to do that but like the hill towing right when I drive my M2 you never have to do hill towing like I, I like manual transmissions but like a lot of people well just have the pads and that's it but it's part of the craftsman just to understand you know like the the hit and the hill and toe and the revolution of the car and like how to control the car through you know in in braking and in like downshifting and everything it just gives you a little bit more of like feel of of like the car itself so i it's like you train there and then when you go to a better car you are already kind of like better prepared to 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 understand how the car is going to handle so yep. So you you have you have three cars that you spend time in right now. Are those the only three cars you've ever had on track? I used to have a Type R. Um, I sold it, and that I I think that that has been my favorite car so far. The Type R was amazing to drive. Completely different because it was like front wheel drive. But I, I used to have the, a 2018, basically when the when the Type R's uh, got out, I bought one, and it was a, like amazing. Uh, it did well in the track. I love to track it, but I also did autocross, and I actually, it, it's a, like a very decent car to do autocross too. Um, I don't do autocross anymore. I like more time, more seat time, but it was a very fun car. So you just did autocross in that one. And then any other cars you've been on the track with? I've uh, I've driven a GT3 on a Porsche GT3 on Coda. So and that was also uh, an amazing experience. I bet. Yeah. That was that that is a different level is you know like I I'm, I'm I'm here playing with my toys and those are like the <laughs> The big toys, I would say. But yeah, that, a GT3 for sure, man. Did you get your lap times down to like 207 probably at Coda? <laughs> no, no. I, you know, it's it's a rented car and I was like, I'm yeah. here to enjoy, man. I'm not going to push it that much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to pay the, the bill for that one. Yeah, no joke. So talk, talk a little bit about how you got started. Like, what was the first thing you ever did that either got you on a car in like a track or autocross or go-kart? Like, what, what, how did you start? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. 
So I actually started, I bought, when I bought my Type R, uh, one of my neighbors saw the Type R and came talk to me, and we were just talking about cars, and he had a Subaru, uh, a WRX STI. Uh, we just bonded over cars, you know, like neighbors, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hey, so like, what do you do with your car? And he's like, well, I just drive it to work. Uh, that was like eight years ago. And he was like, no, man, like, at least have some fun with your car. Like, have you done autocross? And I was like, no. And he was like, well, let's go to autocross next, uh, like in two weeks, you know. And I was like, okay. And that was the, you know, that first step that I took. And I was like, oh, this is fun. So I did like two years of autocross and track days. And then the track days was like, well, I actually like more seat time and actually, you know, go and lap time. And it's, it's a completely different sport, you know. So I started doing a lot of track days, and then I decided I want to go to to compete, to do competition. So I went and get my, my competition license um, three years ago. And then, um, yeah, and I've been on and off in races and everything. The only thing that I don't do is autocross, you know, just just to have, like, focus on, on, on lap times and, and building my car and all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, is this year three for you then the one you're in the middle of right now, or is uh, this year four of, of formal racing? This is my third one, like license so racing. This yes. is license three years. Okay. Yes, exactly. So you, you've had t- two full seasons prior to this one. And now you're, this is your third. Exactly. Cool. So what you meant, you mentioned the type R was your favorite car. What about which track have you been on that you've liked the most? I think Eagle Canyon. It yeah. is it is so much fun to drive. I really like the elevation changes. And you don't it has it has everything. Like hairpins, straights, elevation changes, you know, like long bus bus turns. It has absolutely everything you want. And you can have fun with a with both cars, like a high horsepower car or like a very, you know, like momentum car, it's, a, it's like the perfect size in which I think everyone has fun with. Um, plus the, the installation of the track itself, like, you know, the clubhouse and they have a restaurant there and like a bar after after racing done, you just go to the bar, get a beer. So it's, 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 it's really nice. I really like it. Yeah, it's awesome. I was there twice. I was there with you guys. And then um, like five days later, I was there for One Lap of America. Do you, do you know what that is? No. So One Lap of America is the legal version of the Cannonball Run. Do you know the Cannonball Run? No. So the Cannonball Run was a race that was put together a long time ago. And I think they drive close to 3,500 miles from I think it's New York to LA and they do it in whatever car they can on the streets as fast as they can, highly illegal. And they did this for years. And of course, you know, there, there was a lot of backlash because of that. So the same people that organize that organize the one lap of America that's been going on for, you know, maybe a decade or two. And they pick out uh, about eight or so tracks around the U.S., seven or eight tracks around the U.S. Mm -hmm. And within seven to eight days, 
They've got to go to a track one, race for points, drive the race car and all your stuff to the next the track. Next one. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you're doing the whole thing. I mean, people have the crazy like hood things on top of race. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't see like a, it's hard to see a, like a true, true race car because there's no way they could drive 3,500 miles on the roads in that thing. It would just, it would rattle them to, to pieces. Yeah. But it was really cool to see. There was only 75 cars in the event. They cap it okay. and have a little bit of everything, but they were at Eagles Canyon, um, you know, just a few days after you guys. And they were only there for half a day because they had another track to get to in Oklahoma this that evening. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. It's just, it's just nonstop. They, they barely get any sleep, but it's interesting. You should check it out sometime. Yeah, no, that's, that sounds fun. Well, you talked about this earlier and I'll, and I'll, you know, let you kind of reiterate it and that's about how to get started. So for people that are listening and how to get started, like you suggested, maybe the arrive and drive is good because you're not completely committing to a race car before you realize if that's the car you want to be racing, right? Yeah, uh, that is, yeah, that's great that you, you're bringing it up. I think um, the first thing I want to do is encourage people that just would like to do it to actually try to do it. I think that when people hear racing, I, well, I'm going to talk as, as me, like, before I got into the world of racing and like cars and everything, I honestly put it on a pedestal, you know, it's just like, it's so complex. You need to have a lot of money. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Like you need to be a professional. I don't know. I, there's like a lot of misconceptions, you know, people think that it's almost impossible to go and do these things as normal citizens, you know, that, that just go racing. And um, I think that, Yes, I mean it's the information now. Now with with all the there's like all these organizations now that are really putting this information up front, like ACCA for you. You can just go to our web pages, and they actually have like a guide of like, okay, this is what the first thing you should do, the second thing you should do, the third thing you should do. And even though it's a lot of a lot, a lot of stuff, it's like don't get discouraged because it's actually way more easier than you may think it is, you know. A lot of the things there is just, of course, for safety. Of course, you need to, to know what you're doing. Of course, they need to validate that you have the capabilities and understand that, uh, you know, like that a black flag is a black flag and you're you're out of the race and because you did something wrong, you know, and you're not going to be hitting cars or something like that. But, but other than that, I, I think that it's actually simpler than people think just to get into this. And I would say start, start, there's like a ladder, you know, so start in the simplest way. And it's like, if you are interested, go check it out, your, your autocross club. You know, that there's always this beef between autocrossers and like uh, road racers that is like, oh, that's not a real sport. And it's like, no, it is. But I think it's very, very important to just know if, if racing on the car handling and like going fast is for you. I think that a lot of people see fast and furious and it's like oh yeah that's what i want and then when they actually go do it the first time they don't like it and i i've i've been with a couple of people that is like 
yeah, you know, I went, I did it two two weekends, and it's not for me. And that's great because they didn't have to spend the, you know, what you were saying, buy the trailer, buy the car, get license to do all this stuff. When they right away decide that it's like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be, right? And then from there, build build your skills up and um, go to track days. Start with track day uh, in America. Like track day in America is this program from ECCA, super entry level. I don't think that they, they actually uh, allow race cars. They only allow sports cars. Like, so to maintain a level of like, hey, bring your sports car, try it out in in, in safe tracks with not a lot of walls, you know. So you can just go and test it out. Maybe ro- like maybe you like going to the track and do track days. If you want to be more competitive, track days is more about you against yourself, right? You just want to improve and, and your lap times and all that stuff. If you actually want to get more competitive before going to there, try time trials, you know? And time trials, you actually get competitive and then you start paying attention to your car setup. You don't you don't only need need tires and a good alignment. You actually start like me, start thinking more like a brakes and like the, the brake balance and like your splitters and arrow configuration and like you actually start like getting more into those like preparation steps to actually go and commit all the way to do to do uh, to, to do road racing. And if you like that, then we'll just go ahead and get licensed. So in order to get there's two main organizations, NASA, SCCA, that is like club racing, that is non professional racing, but just just for the funds of it. Is I I don't have opinions on both of us. Uh, I I do SCCA, but go get their license. Your license there, your license school is like three days. Uh, you basically learn the track the three days with instructors that teach you everything, and and it's 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 an experience. It's something that I really enjoyed. You know, I rent a car, went there, you got the crew. And um, you get license, and then you just start showing up to to events. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's it's like for me, actually, that pretty much described my ladder, and like how I think like people. Well, it worked for me, and when I invite people, I think that it was a good approach of like easy steps instead of like commit all the way. Yep. Now, if you are really like I want to do it, well, just skip all the steps and go directly to the school to the licensing school. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, do you have any any races that are really memorable for you? Like to either, you know, maybe maybe really good or maybe really bad, but just something you're never going to forget? Yes. My first race. So this is this is a sad story. <laughs> my first race, I got licensed and I was like I'm ready, so I went ahead and bought a Miata for myself. You know, like a bit of like uh, uh, Amiata, um, not a race winner. I, I, I would just want to have my own car. So I, I actually went ahead and did exactly what I'm telling everyone not to do. I went ahead, got licensed, buy my Miata, buy, bought my trailer, bought everything. In my first race in, at Coda, it was uh, the, um, the majors. So it was not even just like a regional event, but like basically the majors is more experienced drivers. And it was raining that day. And so you can still, you can feel where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first, the first 
the first lap I uh, I spun. Uh, it was the, the track was wet. I spun and I crashed my car and I totaled it. Uh, oh gosh, dang man! Yeah. Where where did where was it on the track? Do you remember? Was turn um, in the S's in Coda. In the S's. In the S's in Got Coda. It. So it was it was rainy and usually you can you can drive on top of the. Um, the padding, I forgot the name of the. Anyway, the speed bumps. The, the speed the, bumps. Yeah. So usually you can touch them a little bit when it's dry, nothing happens, you know. And I touch them, and of course it's wet, and it just like lost completely. I start spinning, and the the two cars behind did the same thing and also started spinning, and the three of us got collected, and my car got the the biggest hit, and it was totaled because yeah, it was totaled. Oh my gosh, that is so. Yeah. That was that was that was a lesson for me. That was first, you know, baby steps. Don't go to big boys first. You know, like take it easy. It was like my first race is raining. You and you know, you don't know what you're doing, and then uh, things happen. So, but you know, it 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 put me down a little bit. I was like, without going to the track, I was like really punishing myself because of that like for like six months i was just like nah, i don't want to know anything about this anymore because it's like it's a financial loss too you know it's like you invested so much you are so excited and then suddenly you mess up that bad that, that you ended up with nothing again and i was like is this is this real for me like am i gonna do the same thing and like go and crash again like you know i was like really beating up myself yeah I eventually went back on track. Yeah. And just like promised myself to just do, uh, take it more. Well, I, I see like more, take baby steps, you know, like more easy. You're not going to be competing like the first races. You're just there. I think that the first races for me was, well, after that was, my goal was literally to finish the race, you know, finish the race without a scratch, without like a spawning without like going out with like a decent line in like in within like a uh constant lap times you know like yep. really go to the basics of racing that is like do it well do it consistent and then you build on that and actually i think that that's that's the approach that i've taken and eventually you just start getting a little bit better and better i mean i'm not a front runner i'm actually always in the back but it's <laughs> but i can see how i i i start a Start getting better just by doing that. Awesome. Well, Memo, I appreciate you spending some time with me. I look forward, man. I really hope you go to June Sprint. So it'd be great to see you. And um, and, and if you do go, you're going to be in the purple Miata? Yeah, purple Miata. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, thank you so much. And, um, you know, I know we'll see each other at track soon. Thank you. I want to thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like, but I have one ask for everyone listening. I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website, driventocompete.com, and you'll see a form to get on my newsletter where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag. Bye.